the Burning Veil podcast. I am your co-host, Chris. With me, as always, is Gideon. Chris, Hello. you know me, love me. Gideon, you know him, you love him. We're both high school graduates, and we like reading about weird things and talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. You're never doing that again. <laughs> I was just trying to be funny. The audience oh, loves it. Works. <laughs> so how you doing, Gideon? Made me laugh. I I'm I am <laughs> rushing. I'm I'm great. So you said your parents are in town unexpectedly. No, 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 no. Um my brother in law's I mean your mother is in town. My brother in law's oh, mother okay. and aunt is in town. Is that a good thing? She's not my mother in law, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Well, tonight we are gonna talk about the great state of Alabama, which happens to be about twenty minutes from where I live, where I'm broadcasting right now. And, yep. uh, you know, there's a there's a lot of Alabama, I feel like it's a bad rap. You know, a lot it of people does. make fun of it. You know, it's it, people think deliverance. People think, I don't know, inbreeding. Although I will say this, and this is something I learned today, that inbred laws are actually more prominent in northeast states. Actually, there's only 12 like Rhode states Island in the- has. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. There's only there's only twelve states in the entire United States where it is actually legitimately legal to marry your first cousin. Florida is one of them. Really? It is the only it is the only state in the South. You mean our native state? The- <laughs> yes, it's the only state in the South where that is legal. And I'm not. I don't even know if that's still on the books as of today. Is that? Huh. We got to get in DeSantis's ear and tell him to repeal that that thing. You know what? That might explain all the Florida man stories that have come out the past 10, 15 years. You know, all those crazy, you know, hashtag Florida man. You know what I mean? Those oh, wild no, that's, and crazy that, stories of people doing ridiculous things. That That's called bath salt, sir. And and I got a, I got a high horse about this I will whole agree with cousin you on that, thing. Yeah. I got a whole high horse about this real quick. Let me let me get on this high horse. Okay, go okay? ahead. So, I am not advocating, and I'm not condemning, I'm just saying. Okay, get that disclaimer out there. Okay, so the actual human-child deformation rate of the world is 0.04%. Okay. Okay, and it's a common thing that everybody says, oh, well, you know, you sleep with your first cousin and you have a kid, that kid's going to come out... All, all inbred and you know deformed well, and down stuff. syndrome mostly that's like i think down syndrome I, is the common you know i i've heard that a lot too i've heard i've heard autism i've heard all kinds of different things but the actual legitimate statistics of it isn't that bad like everybody says oh you marry your first cousin and have a kid with your first cousin then that deformation rate jumps stupid wild right wrong yeah. The the deformation rate is literally only of 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 first cousins and first cousins together. Okay, the deformation rate is zero point zero five. That's only wow point zero one percent. That's that's the only difference. Now the problem comes later down the line. the The, the issue uh-huh. and the stigma came from Europe because they would literally keep the thrones all in the family. So yeah, you take, I knew about that. You take and a brother also, and a sister. About oh, go ahead. Sorry. You, well, well, you take a brother you. and a sister. They have a kid. Uh-huh. That heightens the deformation rate 
significantly. I think it's like zero point like five percent higher. So now you're at zero point ten percent, that kind of thing. But mm-hmm. the the issue that they would have is like look at Charles the Fourth. Charles the Fourth had a four inch chin. Dude had a massive wow. chin. He he had a chin so big that he couldn't even speak properly. He would slur his words and he would drool constantly. He was impotent. He had this issue, that issue, his back. He had a hunchback, blah, 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 blah. He was the king of France for years and for like 14, 15 years. But the issue came from his father and his mother were 17th generation inbred brother and sister. Good Lord. 17, 17 generations. generation. And he was the first deforma- deformation. Deformation. He was the first uh, you know, deformity I read, to appear. I read somewhere that the the Rothschilds are like that. They try to keep it all in the family as much as they can. I I cannot speak to that. I have no idea. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I know, know nothing. It's, it's something I read. Maybe true. Maybe not. I don't know. I'm not. I'm actually not too familiar and well versed in the Rothschilds. So I probably Neither should be. Am since, I. You know. There's a lot of conspiracy theories around that, so I've yeah. kind of stayed away from it from that for now. But um, I, I'm officially Gideon is officially stepping off of his high horse. Okay, I, I, I'm getting <laughs> now off we my can bring it back box. to Alabama. <laughs> we can bring it back. I to will Al- say, Alabama. Some of the friendliest people I have ever met are from 20 minutes away in Alabama. I oh, will yeah. say that hands down. That and that some is of the most happy people too. Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah. It's a it's a country way of life. It's bumpkin. Uh, the only thing that I will never do in Alabama ever again is drive through Mobile at two o'clock in the morning because that is it's it's not a bad area downtown Mobile at two o'clock in the morning, but it is just like ooky spooky. The fog rolls in like out of nowhere. Yeah. Like, Alabama expect, gets a little creepy. You expect somebody to like knock on your door and like hash slinging slasher or something like that. <laughs> like it boom, just there's Michael Myers. Everything is. Everything is super old there. Um, actually, my brother-in-law took me. This is gonna sound, you know, kind of country, but uh, took me mudding on an ATV out there at uh, Indian Mountain. I think that's close by. I think that's yeah. where we went. But uh, the sun set, darkness fell, and we were heading back through. I think the town is Oxford, and yeah, yeah, the, the buildings are so the buildings are so old. And you could just tell that town is really old and driving through it. It's, it's weird. It was like when the sun goes down, all activity just kind of stops and people go home, I guess. But it being like deserted like that at night, creepy with those old buildings, it just looked haunted. You know what I mean? It's freaky. It is freaky. (laughs) Um, Since you did the intro, um, I'm going to jump in here head first. Okay, go uh, ahead. Our strange and our strange and creepy Alabama with a banjo on her knee. Um, <laughs> full disclosure: my brother-in-law is actually from this state, so oh, yeah? two out of yeah, two out of three of these stories that I got, um, he's got personal and/or family stories about that we oh, talked wow. about, and it is I, I I got him to like he didn't want to talk about one of them because he had a personal encounter and it scared him to death and still bothers him greatly today today and he's like in his 40s he's like 42 43 i think oh wow and he it happened when he was like 12 or 13 and it scares him to death still just to just to think about it like i said the name of the uh, of of this location and he like looked at me and he's like 
don't, 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 don't ever say that to me again. Get away from me now. <laughs> like he freaked out bad. But that is not what I'm going to talk about quite yet. I'm going to jump into a mysterious and possibly fake creature that is said to roam okay. Alabama. Okay. It is called it is called the Wampus Cat. The Wampus so, Cat. The Wampus Cat. So I'm going to say supposedly throughout this because I I could not confirm if this is a hoax or not, and I heard somewhere once upon a time that it was a a hoax. Okay. Um, and and I, I I could never find anything confirming or denying that it was a hoax. Um, so the Wampus Cat is also called the Cherokee Death Cat. It's supposedly Whoa. a yeah yeah that's creepy and ominous. That's a jump. <laughs> hell of a name. The Cherokee, uh, yeah, death cat. the Cherokee. I think I death like that cat. better than Wampus. <laughs> yeah, but it's supposedly a feline creature that is depicted as either frightening or comical, depending on what part of Alabama you're from. Uh, it's uh-huh. us- it's said to inhabit the Appalachian Mountains or Appalachian for those that are actually going to care. It's, it's supposed to be in that mountain range just all throughout there. And the description traits of this, the highlights are it has a spiked tail. It can shapeshift into anything it wishes. And it has six legs. Six I think legs. You, as six opposed legs. to four. Uh, yeah. Okay. And it's supposed to be some kind of like a mix between a chupacabra and a werewolf looking thing. Like I could never find a good description picture mm-hmm. um but supposedly um in the 20s and third in the 1920s and 30s newspapers started reporting about a quote wampus cat that was killing livestock in north carolina georgia and alabama And these sightings continued supposedly even into the 60s when one was sighted. The townspeople instituted curfews and armed themselves against this creature, though the dead livestock and sightings may be attributed to early intrusions of coyotes or other creatures. Uh, The livestock deaths were attributed to the wampus cat by the townspeople. Um, supposedly one of the townspeople was friends with a, a Cherokee medicine man. And when he described what was happening, this Cherokee medicine man said that the, the death cat of the Cherokee had come for them and that it was very, very, very close to ending the town if they did not kill it. But, but strangely enough, this medicine man refused to help them kill it. Okay. Um, did he think this, it was divine or something does it say why no, there it doesn't say why it just says that he refused to help them kill it and was like okay you know what it is go about your way go kill it and it's like how mm. that, well, that, I mean, that's one of those like, things it sounds like the cherokee medicine man might have saw some divinity in this creature or something like that like i don't know i wonder I, if he knew it was just something you don't meddle with you know that, what i mean that's that's one of those this is one of the the characteristics that personally makes me think that this is a hoax or fake because mm-hmm. I've talked with I I've gotten to talk with a couple of Cherokee and some of the the other Plains Indian tribes while I was spending some time in Oklahoma and Texas and in that area. I got to talk with some locals about one of their taboo subjects, the skinwalker. 
And one of the first things that they told me is do not mess with it. If it comes for you, yeah, this is what you do. This is what you do. This is what you don't do. This is how you kill it if you must, but avoid that if possible. Like they knew how to kill it, how to deal with it. They gave me tips and tricks from their their legends and lore to to either help me fend this off, get it away from me, or kill it. And there's mm. none of that in this. There's none of that in this. And another thing wow. that that kind of irks me as this might be fake uh, is that supposedly there was a salesman who was running around the town that time in a in a covered wagon in a caged covered wagon that had a panther and a mink a minx in the same body like he was showing this thing off and it had a lot of what do you mean the same body like like, like he had a... sewed a minx fur onto this panther this poor panther oh, yeah he, he was like he that? was making it like a it's, it's like a fiji meant... mermaid I, at first i thought you meant like crossbreeding like a liger you know what i mean no a minx is not even a feline okay so that's that's not even plausible but the only modern depiction that i can find of this was in um uh, a brewing company um, in Virginia made and named a, one of their IPA stouts after the cat. Uh, the name of the company is Strange Ways Brewing. They also have a couple of other really cool stuff like Bat Squatch and Ram Squatch and a couple of other Mothman <laughs> stuff like that. Like, yeah, it's like, okay, yeah, that's fine. Um, and then the only depiction and only the only legitimate. I could find as real drawing that couldn't be traced mm -hmm. back to somebody screwing around or, or a hoax or something was in JK Rowling's book, uh, Pottermore, the history of magic in North America, which is mm -hmm. a part of the Harry Potter series. So yeah. Yeah. That's, that's like the only thing that we can, find other than in uh the cormac mccarthy novel uh the orchard keeper uh there's a character named uncle aether who tells stories about the wampus cats or or he even calls them painters painters um painters call them that? yeah like Cause they paint with they, blood or i have no idea um multiple <laughs> junior highs high schools there's even a university in louisiana that has them as their mascot. Um, really? There's a there's a sculpture in Itasca, Texas, that's supposed to represent this or, or or show what this being is, but it's looks nothing like it's described, and that's like literally the end of all I could find of this, other than like every J.K. Rowling book where the Wampus Cat is ever mentioned. So I'm going to personally put this in the category of bull hoax fake black not not real but fake it's news. still something kind of interesting it, it still is kind mm -hmm. of interesting because that's just my personal my personal opinion that this thing is fake as can be it's 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 faker than than a woman in la at this point yeah so what's well what's the story i have an interesting one i have uh this is coming out of birmingham um this is called the Storyteller Fountain. 
but it's also okay. known as the Satanic Fountain. Uh, <laughs> and, Ominous. Uh, the Storyteller Fountain is a sculptural fountain located in the heart of Five Points South in front of Highlands United Methodist Church. Uh, with its realistically depicted fairy tale creatures gathered around a storyteller, the fountain has become a popular local landmark. The original conception was for a piece of art to be commissioned in uh, Southside Birmingham as a memorial to uh, murdered art dealer Malcolm McRae, who operated the Signature House Gallery in the Haskins Williams residence. Let me see if I can find any more uh, uh, that tells you about it. I'm sorry, I didn't have a whole link. <laughs> but locals actually are kind of afraid of this thing. Hang on, let me see if really? I can find another source. Um, yeah, it's but if you if you look at it, um, yeah, I'm, I'm pulling in Birmingham's up. Five Points area. Yeah, yeah, it's called it the Storyteller. The sculptural fountain was created. It was created in 1991 by Frank Fleming, and although uh, Fleming considered the focal fi figure of a half ram, half man, surrounded by woodland creatures, to be a southern in the southern tradition of storytelling, some people thought that the ram head, uh which also holds a nine-foot-long staff, <laughs> represented Satan, and the five frogs surrounding him symbolized the pentagram. Uh, this led to tales of satanic rituals at the site, and although, you know, although no evidence supports that, so that's all alleged. But, I mean, think of Christian, conservative, heart of Alabama, Birmingham, and something like that's yeah. coming up. Birmingham yeah. has a lot of history too, a lot of civil rights history with the uh, bombing of the 16th Street Baptist Church. Um, oh yeah. So the there, civil there's there, yeah, exactly civil war, but also Birmingham was a big uh, was a big iron town back in the day. That was like the, I think it was the first ah. or one of the first uh, big industrial towns of the South was Birmingham. Oh yeah. Oh and yeah. So. There's a there's my point with all that is there's a lot of energy there. There's a lot of history there. And you know me, I, I like, you know, I, I pick up on energy. I talk about energy, you know, whether it's yeah, good me. energy or bad injury places <laughs> injury. I said injury energy. Hippie. Pick it up on that yeah. energy. Yeah. Whatever. No, I'm kidding. Let me go grab my tie dye shirt with my peace sign and grab a guitar I'll, and play, play some songs for you. I'll, I'll get um, my tinfoil hat. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, but something like that. Yeah. And the pictures, the thing just looks creepy AF. I mean, it's just like, it does. imagine walking, walking in a park late at night, you come up on that. What's your first thought? My, my first thought is that Ram in the center is going to look and be like, Hey kid, you want to buy some candy? <laughs> that thing looks creepy. <laughs> man. Like it's going to come alive. It's supposed to be, uh, yeah. a, you know, it's supposed to be a yeah. statue. Have you ever seen the evil dead? With uh, with yes. Bruce Campbell, that is a cult yes. classic. You know the deer head, how it's like moving around with its tongue out. <laughs> That's what I imagine yeah. this thing is gonna do. When I saw pulled up that picture, I saw it, and the first thing I saw is that image in my head, and I'm like, oh dear God. And then I noticed That's the hilarious. nine foot staff in its hand. See, that's like, the thing, and then and then the frogs look creepy too. You know, they and do. they're they're. 
they're set at five points surrounding this thing and it's just like hmm yeah i could see it i could see how that could represent a pentagram and i, I could see I was, how locals could be concerned about that i was gonna do this story but then i figured oh. nah i'll i'll I'll, th- I'll throw chris a bone and see if see if he can like <laughs> if, he, if he'll pick this one up and if not i'll bring it up as like an honorary mention but i found an article where a kid in 2014 oh. they had to replace the original frogs in 2014 really because a kid Why went was out that? there a kid went out there and drew and, and painted the frogs red and the ram's horn splattered him with red paint and made it look oh, like man. a pentagram and made it look like the ram was covered in blood like a sacrifice had been done there. He was trying to do some kind of religious activism. Um, mm, I, I gotcha. think he was I think he was atheist or something like that. And he was like, this is a, a Luciferian where I'm, I'm an equal opportunity jerk. So I'm going to mess with the, the, the Church of <laughs> Satan and splat. And it's it's a town monument. Kid kids like 14, 15. He got arrested. Uh, it's on his record, I think, permanently because the, the city charged him because that's right. desecration of a public place. It's vandalism. Well, yeah, it's and vandalism. It's, and it's hatred. And his intention, his intentions was to commit a hate crime that way. And, yeah. you know, more power to Birmingham for, for slapping him. Uh, he's a kid. Should have gone a little easier than, than four years in jail. <laughs> but hey, the South don't play when it comes. They want their, they want their jail revenue. But here's the really <laughs> so funny thing. You better keep your nose clean. When they looked, uh, supposedly this article claimed that when they looked in the bylaws of that statue being commemorated and built and the bill and the funding to put it up, the only thing that is to never change, even if broken, is the ram and the staff. Everything else can be changed out. So they replaced the frogs with new ones, but they had to paint over the red paint on the ram. How weird is that? That makes me that think of like some weird. that makes me think of like some Assassin's Creed Templar crap where like somebody's hidden a piece of Eden in that thing or something like <laughs> like there's something <laughs> hidden in there so it can't be touched that kind of thing. Like the Templar's treasure. <laughs> yeah, well, like, like I, something that, like that reminds that. me there wasn't not too long ago somebody vandalized you and I've talked about the the Georgia Guidestones. Yeah, not too yeah. long ago somebody vandalized them. Uh oh, that's not good. Yeah. No, that's not good. But um, that is that is a creepy mystery. Yeah. We got to talk about that eventually. In this... Huh? We got we got to talk about that eventually. That is a creepy one. That is a whole episode. There's all kinds of conspiracy co- surrounded by that, and rightly so. I mean, some of the stuff it says on there about keeping the world's population down below what, like five hundred million or something. I think and so. I think there's. I think there's a time capsule there too, if I'm not mistaken. I um, I, I have no idea, that. but like that that is like one of those things that's just so weird. Oh, it's totally fascinating. And you know what? Another thing, when I was when I came across this story, this uh, storyteller fountain, it kind of made me think of. Do you remember in Detroit where they? I think they also did it in like St. Louis too, but they put up the statue of Baphomet. Baphomet, yeah, they did that in uh, Chicago. Um, the one in Detroit oh, okay. never got the funding. They did it in Chicago. I've actually been there. I've seen it. Um, 
I was that guy that I stood underneath it and I actually gave a sermon to a handful of teens because I'm in Chicago, when in Rome, why not? And um, uh, funny, really story, you know, everybody that listens knows that we are devout men of our faiths, respectively. And I actually got to lead uh, what we call the sinner's prayer for, for the, a teen to accept salvation under the statue of Baphomet in Chicago. Okay. Awesome. And it's kind of one of, See, it's kind of I, one of I those look at that as like, like <laughs> suck it devil. I look at that. <laughs> I look at that as like, as like, you know, kind of a punk rock thing. Like, you know, yeah, um, the whole, the whole like, thing. Heck yeah. Was stick actually... it to the man. Baphomet. You know what? Shoot. We'll, we'll say the Lord's prayer underneath it. How do you like and that? I, I'm That's one of like the very... way of sticking it to the man. <laughs> Yeah, I'm one of the very few people that that statue as a Christian does not offend me because I understand the purpose of why they put it up. The purpose was to either prove or disprove that they could get something done via legislation based on a recognized religion. The people who right. actually had it put up, the, the, the original person that started the, the, the funding and the, the wanting to put it up, was an atheist he believed in no god whatsoever uh agnostic my apologies he believed in no no higher being period but he wanted to prove a point that okay they've got the 10 commandments up there at like every courthouse in the world just in in the united states let's see if we could get something from another religion pushed and that caught the biggest rolling snowball effect and they jumped right on board with it and it doesn't offend me personally because, yeah, it's an eyesore in my opinion just because of the way it looks and what it's supposed to represent. But I don't find it offensive yeah. because the meaning behind it is more of you put this up to prove a point. And that point has been proven that you've got freedom of religion where we've said you've got freedom of religion. It's it's not biased toward yeah, one religion. I, I, I can understand that, but I can't I can't help but but think about um in the Old Testament I forget exactly what book it is but it talks about how uh there was a statue of Baal uh it was when the Israelites had turned their back against God and God was mad at them well they had erected a statue of Baal in God's temple and when uh like the next morning after it was erected Baal was like face down like oh i know what you're talking about um a slight correction exactly how that goes i i got you i got you um it's actually in the book of first or second samuels i believe it's first sam first or second samuels the fifth chapter uh if you want to go and read it and it wasn't Baal, it was dagon so what had happened was dagon was the the philippine or not the philippines i apologize the philistines (laughs) uh god they were basically the rivals to the israelites the biggest rivals they had for the longest time um yeah goliath was a philistine and that was his philistine army yeah yes um they had actually captured the ark of the covenant which is a holy relic uh that was supposed Mm -hmm. to contain didn't they send it to babylon or was that Uh, later no, that was that was later. Um, the the Philistines captured it in battle and took it back to their encampment, and they put it in the temple, gotcha. their temple of Dagon, with all their other spoils of war. And when 
they had they were drinking and reveling and having a good time. And when the priests came in to do their daily worship uh, to Dagon, they found that Dagon was bent over on his hands and knees in front with his head with his forehead touching the the floor pointing toward the mm-hmm. ark of the covenant like bowing of God. down to yes he was bowing right, down to the it. presence so they they yeah. pick him up put him back fasten his hands and his feet so oh this ain't happening again they go about their day they drink party revel have fun that night they get up in the morning do the same thing the hands and feet are broken off same position down on the floor worshiping before the altar bowing before the altar and um they put him they put the statue back up and they affixed it they 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 fixed it in such a way i can't remember the exact wording but they fixed it where it wouldn't move it's not moving at all we've got this thing so tied up it ain't going nowhere um yeah they go about their on and the next day the statue is crumbled in just pieces in front of the statue but the pieces align to make out the same uh, image that he the the that Dagon is bowing before the Ark of the Covenant, and they said, you know what, this is nothing but a problem. We got to rebuild a new statue. Before they could start building on a statue, uh, a disease came into the town: boils, sores, pox, loss of control of the bowels, vomiting, dysentery, sickness. Uh, people were dropping, dying left and right. Um, at one point, I even believe later in the Bible, it says, talking about that again, it says that even their meat, even their their their, their wine tasted sour to them after fermentation. Um, just all kinds of wild things. And they said, you know what? This didn't start until we brought that thing, that relic of Jehovah, into our, into our camp and our temple. So they put it on a donkey, on a cart on a donkey, pointed the donkey toward Jerusalem and slapped the donkey and said, be gone with you. Immediately after the donkey Mm. got past the Philistines camp, everybody started curing and healing up. Wow. So that's, that's that story. It's either first or second Samuel five. That makes me think of Baphomet. I mean, what if, what if there was a way that that Baphomet statue could, you know, come into the presence of God, kind of like, kind of like that Dagon statue of, you know, came in, in proximity to the, the Ark of the Covenant. You know? I, I think there would be I a think few the same less thing Luciferians. Would I think there'd be a few uh, less Luciferians. So <laughs> yeah, definitely. I, I, I think that think would, so. I think, I think as public as a place of that, that statue is, if something were like that were and is to happen, that would shock the world over. Probably there would be news outlets all the way from here to Magadan talking about that. I mean, yeah. Saudi Arabia would probably be talking about that. Like, oh, absolutely. Iran, Pakistan, Russia would probably stop their bull in the, in Ukraine and be like, excuse me, what? Because then to that, depending on the, the circumstances that lead to that, which me and you both, Chris, and anybody who, who knows god jehovah as we as we know him will know that the circumstances will play out in such a way that no one can say well this might be the reason it's going to be like no that's that is the lord jehovah that is jehovah right there that's that's how that'll play out oh there won't be a doubt about it i i personally doubt that something like that would happen right at this moment simply for the fact of the shock factor of how many people is that going to scare 
It's going to cause confusion. Yeah. It's going to scare people. People are going to going to freak out. And God is not about freaking the people out. He right. is. He isn't a, a god of just order. Thing. He's not going to cause chaos and confusion, unless what? you see him many times in in the Old Testament. He there's a little bit of mess that is caused to prove a point. And I see mm-hmm. personally no point proven unless we get to the point where people are in the street claiming that they're Luciferians sacrificing people, which, okay, yeah. soapbox moment for that. I know I'm running my mouth, but soapbox moment for that. Let me get on this soapbox. Um, a lot okay. of people claim that Satanists and Luciferians and cults and stuff murder babies. Okay. In, in the name of their dark Lord or whatever. Okay. My only issue with that is whether they do or not, it's, it's not uh, useful. It's a waste of time. It's non-productive simply for the fact that if you look in biblical scriptures, it states that if a child, if, if someone is under the age or under the age of, a, of accountability of knowing right and wrong. So I, I personally believe the age of accountability is somewhere around 12, 13, 14 where you, you get a grasp of this is right, this is wrong. I know it without a shadow of a doubt. I've been taught this. This is this is right. This is wrong. You know, you know, stealing something from the grocery store is wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, stuff like that. Um, if you are before that point of accountability, you can't make a decision for yourself whether to do evil deeds or do good deeds. So you're immediately poof to heaven. That's, that's just that. So yeah. if there's, you know, if there's, if this cultist is sacrificing a child, that child isn't going to their dark master like they're claiming. That child is going straight to heaven either way. So it's kind of pointless. Yeah. So that that that's one of my whole things, and 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 I think some of that came out of the satanic panic and some of the the bull of of that era and the eras before and after it. I think some of that's well, a little it, bit of bull. I'm I'm sure people have done have, dark things like that. Well, that's what I was just gonna say. I mean, in the past, it has been. It has. Um, I mean, it's it's historically accurate that uh, followers of Baal and followers of these other, you know, deities sacrifice children. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Mostly, oh, yeah. it was a fiery furnace. Uh, Usually, but we've all heard. You know, we've all heard the stories about that. Yeah. And, you know, I think that that's where a lot of that comes from. I think so. I mean, would you agree? I I, I agree with that. Okay, I'm off my soapbox. Let's get into another story about Alabama. Because I don't think Bale has anything to do with Alabama. Yeah. Okay, (laughs) this one, this one is called The White Fang. Spelled T-H-T-H-A. T-H-A-N-G, White Fang. Oh, White Fang. Um, Uh, Fang, yeah. Not the dog. No. Um, In Alabama, much like the local barbecue sauce, the local Bigfoot variant is white. The White Fang is a possible cousin of Bigfoot, Sasquatch, Skookum, Wild Man, Ohio Grassman, Harry, Yowie, Yeti, many different names for this variety of creature standing at a similarly reported height of eight to nine maybe 10 feet tall most witnesses agree that it bears a strong physical resemblance to the more commonly known bigfoot but 
every account describes it to have a wolf-like set of teeth. Although physical descriptions have varied on the teeth, one feature that is always the same is the account of the white hair or fur covering the creature. Sightings of the white thing have been occurring for at least over a hundred years, and it still continues to this day. Most sightings occur, occur in a geographical triangle between the cities of Birmingham, Gadsden, and Huntsville, the north-central part of the state. Most reports are similar to most Bigfoot encounters. They are seen for a short time, then they're gone. Sometimes they're seen in the deep woods by a hunter, other times closer to homes and neighborhoods. The white fang is said to have a red eye shine and can emit a loud ear-piercing scream that in one account has even busted the eardrum of a man. Whoa. The scream is usually similar to that of a woman in distress. It has been described similar to, to a woman in distress mixed with a panther, cougar, and a kangaroo having coitus. Whoa. Similar to, <laughs> I'm just going to leave that alone. Similar to yeah. its cousin Bigfoot, many locals will tell you that they hear these screams on a regular basis and it's just normal to them. However, unlike Bigfoot, is the folklore attached to the white thing. Older Alabamians, I love that name, Alabamians, Alabamian. talk about seeing the what? Talking about seeing the white thing around, near, and even standing next to funeral wakes or coffins after the funeral. With some saying that they were a child, they when that that when they were a child, they knew they would see the white thing anytime someone passed away. Others extend the death association to hog killings. Perhaps the white thing is an in invention of the imagination an omen or a harbinger of death or bad luck maybe it was created to help make sense of the world long ago passed down until it became part of the local lore or perhaps it is simply an albino black bear or a cougar that has been misidentified okay i'm sorry if you think an albino cougar is is nine to ten feet tall whatever you smoke and put it mm. down please or a hog um, for that matter yeah, or a hog or a bear. I mean, bears can't walk the way these things do. I've I've been on that so many times. Um Oh, hey, you saw those uh those pictures I sent you. Was it last week? Uh, what pictures? Um I sent yeah, you responded to it. Um it was on Messenger. Um there apparently was a Bigfoot sighting in a nearby town from not far from where I am. The town of Temple. Oh yeah, yeah, it's yeah! It's literally yeah, yeah. the next town over. I I couldn't get in so. to look at the pictures though because it wanted me to join the group. Honestly, so. it did look like a. It, honestly, it, it did kind of look like a guy in a ghillie suit. Um, it's hard to tell the height, but, you know, I don't know. Something about it just wasn't. I don't know. I, I didn't. I didn't get the oh my god that's Bigfoot feeling, you know. Yeah, yeah. The pictures I'll have to, did look like a. I'll have to check the. To me, that they look like a dude in a ghillie suit. So, but get this, I'm just getting into it. The folkloric aspects, like the white thing showing up around funerals or death, are certainly extra appealing. And they put in Isaiah one eighteen. 
Come now and let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet blood, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. Perhaps there's no correlation whatsoever, but I'm reminded in this regard of the tradition of the sin eater. Originating in the British Isles and undoubtedly carried to the America to America with English immigrants, a sin eater would usually perform a ritual at a funeral that involved receiving a small payment, eating bread and drinking wine over the deceased, and reciting a verse or a prayer. The purpose of this ritual was to absolve the dead of any unconfessed sins by transferring the sin to the sin eater. Traditionally, the sin eater would be an outcast of society. He would be considered cursed to bear sins of, de of deceased, and it was considered bad luck to even look upon a sin eater. Much of the wow. stigma may much of the stigma may have to do with the origin of the practice in, in Catholic England, where the church had a monopoly on absolution of sin. Therefore, a sin eater would literally be an outlaw as well as being the bearer of sins, maybe there in significance of the white thing being, quote, white as snow. Wow. That's, that's actually wild. a really cool story. That's that, a, that is I, I actually wild. like that story. I think that's cool. I, I think that that's kind of possible. And then they go into a... Um, uh, an encounter that someone had um, basically said that uh, their ex-husband and, and her were trading their kids off for shared custody in a Walmart parking lot near a wooded area. And they looked out mm -hmm. and their, their young son said, look, mom, a dead sheepdog on the side of the road. It was mm -hmm. a long white haired pile of fluff and was quite large. She got out of the vehicle intending to help the poor dog if it was still alive. She rolled she rolled part of it over, and rather than a paw she expected to see, there was a pink-skinned hand. Understandably Whoa. freaked out, she said they then left the scene quickly, and they returned the same, to the same spot at some point in the near future, and there was nothing there. And she said that she was sure that she saw an albino baby Bigfoot and that the quote, mama picked it up and ran away. Whoa. That's that crazy. Wild. <laughs> but this thing has been reported for over a hundred years in Alabama, predating the national Bigfoot sighting flap that began in the 1950s. Even today, the wow. white thing is still seen occasionally and even talked about by good old Alabamians. Mm. See, I think that, you know, just the, you know, when they when they say good art stands the test of time. So I, I think the same goes with good legends, you know, and good. Myths. Oh, yeah. Oh, and, yeah. you know, whether that whether or not it's true, you know, I, I use the term legends and myths, but, you know, hey, it might be true. There's something to be said about that, you know. I have an honorary mention after me and you both tag team this uh, this this last story that you may really uh -huh. like because it combines Alabama and what I personally want to do as our next state. Okay. So I I, I will tell you now I personally want to do Louisiana as my next state. I agree. I was actually thinking about that today. It's funny. It's funny you say that. Awesome. Awesome. So let's get into <laughs> Especially this. Especially you get around New Orleans. 
Oh, right, oh, what's the next oh story? I'm not. Do you want I'm, me not to or? I, I'm gonna handicap myself on the next one. I'm not going to talk about New Orleans. I'm not going to talk uh-huh. about anything that has to do with New Orleans. I may have a story or two. It's like, you know, you know, and the, this has been seen all the way from this area to this area. I'm not I'm going to handicap myself and I'm not going to talk about New Orleans. At all, uh, if I can help well, it. New Orleans, New Orleans, we might as well just do a whole nother state and just call it the state of New Orleans, because, you know, that in and of yeah, itself. Yeah, yeah, that it's that'll like, be I'm, like a I'm four actually, hour segment. You know, last week when we did Georgia, I'm surprised neither one of us brought up Savannah because Savannah is very similar as far as as far as paranormal activity and things like that goes. I thought I did the the medical college of Savannah. Yes, yes, you did. Um, I was about to say we brought Savannah. Yeah. Up. I brought. I also brought up Al- Albany. Well, Albany's Albany's like further. Albany west is just Albany, man. Albany's just Albany. <laughs> Albany's just Albany, but I, I figured True. we could tag yeah. team this particular article. Okay. Of this last one, so why don't you go ahead and go first? The uh, wait, which one is it? The is mystery it the, of uh, Huntsville of dead 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 children's playground in Huntsville, Alabama. It is a legitimate okay, actual you. that is the legitimate name. That is the name. Like if you google mm-hmm. this thing, it that's what it is called. How creepy is the that dead to children's start playground? With? Yeah. yeah, how creepy is that to start with? <laughs> well, I don't know if we're on the same article, but I am going to read what I got and you can Go jump in and read what you got and we'll kind of compare and contrast and talk about it. All Go right. Ahead. The Dead Children's Playground, this eerie playground adjacent to Maple Hill, which is Huntsville's oldest cemetery, doesn't just have an eerie nickname for fun. The playground was presumably designated to entertain kids while their parents visited the graves of loved ones. Legend has it, though, that the spirits of children who've been buried in the cemetery since the first grave was dug there in 1822 come out to play at night. The living have observed orbs of light going down the slide. They've seen swings moving on their own, and they've heard giggling. Creepier still, some say the spirits include victims of a rash of child murders that happened in the 1960s. When the bodies were rumored to have been found in the area that now houses the playground. Where it came from, the playground itself wasn't opened until 1985, so you can imagine how much pent-up energy the tiny spirits have had after 163 years without a slide (laughs) in 2007 the city tried to uh raise r-a-z-e the park to make more room uh for more graves and remove the slides and swings overnight after public outcry it was replaced with more modern equipment making it slightly less creepy to look at and also probably resulting in some happier ghosts. Uh, what year did they replace the equipment with modern equipment? Uh, let me see. In 2007, the city tried to raise the party. Oh, okay, 2007. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. in 2007, the, the city, they tried to raise the park to make room for the graves, and they removed the slides and swings. But then the townspeople, the locals, uh, they... They protested against it. It was public outcry. 
Um, then it was, yeah, so it was 2007. So then it was replaced with more modern equipment. <laughs> and okay. the article actually says making it slightly less creepy. <laughs> okay, so here's where I'm going to jump in. Okay. So, the playground near Maple Hill Cemetery was originally a limestone quarry. The high cliffs surrounding the ground are not natural and were all formed as part of the quarry site. Soon, within a manner of, matter of years, the area turned into a natural bushland filled with flowers and trees and pretty things. In 1960, a series of child disappearance cases were reported in Huntsville with none of the kids ever turning up. It was suspected that an unknown person from the neighborhood had killed the children. These doubts got cleared when someone was walking through the abandoned quarry and found a small skull. On further investigation, several skeletons were recovered along with the small corpses from fresher murders. The murderer was never found, but later it was discovered that the children were brutally murdered. The signs of prolonged detainment had been seen on the bones. Malnourishment Whoa. and partly healed wounds were also found on the bodies of the latest victims as well as sexual trauma. Wow. Within, within the discovery of the bodies, the disappearances of children stopped. Many of the kids remain being local, who bury, who were buried in the adjacent Maple Hill Cemetery. This murder case remains completely unsolved. In 1985, 25 years after those terrible events, the quarries and surrounding land were turned into the Maple Hill Park. The park is known to the locals as Dead Children's Playground. In wow. 2017, the Huntsville Cemetery officials decided to take the park down once again to make room for more burials. A public protest, a riot, and two cop deaths about the removal of the park was heard and loudly felt. The soon original play equipment was reinstalled as of 2017. Wow. Dead Children's Playground. That's crazy. Uh-huh. Dead Children's Playground gets several visitors each year, including paranormal researchers. There have been several reports of bizarre events that have taken place at the playground, including the laughter of children and the swings movement of their own. But when someone attempts to stop them, a large hand grabs them and bruises them. Many no people way. have... Oh, yeah. Many people have even <laughs> noticed the supernatural elements in the photos after having them developed on corduroyed cameras. Oh, God, who still uses a corduroyed? <laughs> the picture had ghostly figures of children playing in the in the background's rock wall. According mm -hmm. to the local legend, the spirits of the children buried in the cemetery after the murders come out late at night to play on the playground. They were very active between the hours of 10 p.m. and 3 a.m. If you wish to spend a night at the Dead Children's Playground but don't know how to reach there, search for the Dead Children's Playground or Maple Hill Park into Google Maps to get your local directions to be haunted. <laughs> so I think I'll pass on that, but you I, know, I, thanks anyways. I, I'll, <laughs> I'll pass on that. So it's that that's that's a whole wild mess right there. So let's go with the personal story of uh, my brother-in-law actually was born and raised in Huntsville. Alabama. Okay. He grew up a f short little five mile walk from this park where him and his mama and his stepdad lived. 
and his sisters and, you know, the whole, the whole family. Um, mm-hmm. When he would get upset with his stepdad. Now he, he told me this himself. Cause I asked him about the park. If he knew it, cause he's from Huntsville. Uh, I asked him, have you ever heard of the dead children's playground? He immediately looked at me and this is a man that I've, I've seen him. I've, I've seen this man uh, punch a man with a gun in his hand. Like I've, I've seen this man go hog wow. wild. He is scared of nothing. Dude, he's a dude tough has, dude. He's, he's a man. Yeah. yeah, he's he's a tough guy. He he used to fist fight bikers for fun. That kind of thing. Um wow. he went white in the face. Like I'm talking as white as a styrofoam cup. White. White as a sheet. I hate that phrase, but white as a sheet. And he looked mm-hmm. at me and he told me get get, get stuttering, get, 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 get away from me. Don't talk to me. Leave me alone. Go away. Don't ever say that to me again. And he walked away. He wouldn't talk Whoa. to me for a couple of days. Yeah, he wouldn't talk to me for a couple of days. I think it was like a week. Uh, I came to him again. I'm yeah, like, hey, PTSD I'm, about it or something. I, I, I have no idea. He looked at me. I, he's like, don't, don't, don't do it. Don't do it. I got to ask you about this. He said, all right, fine. I'll tell you one thing. And this is all you need to know. And he told me the following story. He said. Me and my stepdad had just had a pretty massive fight. So I decided I'd walk to the park. Here it is midnight by the time I get to the park, walking five miles uphill in the rain both ways. (laughs) Um, (laughs) He said that I sat down on the slide, was sliding. I was playing. I was having fun. I was like 12, 13 at this point. And he said, I went to sit on the swing. And I was, when I sat down, I started to swing, thinking my, my, my butt was fully in the seat. When I looked down, he said that I realized that I wasn't touching the seat as I was swinging. I was floating about five or six inches above the seat, but it felt like I was sitting on solid, some, on the solid seat. He said, I noticed that and immediately jumped up and turned around and looked, and I could see a little girl about my age sitting there swinging. And when uh, I asked her, like, when I, when I, I asked, I, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's time to leave. He's, he said that when I asked her how long she had been there and why she let me sit on her, she giggled and disappeared before my eyes. He said, I turned around and there was a large man there in he said, he, I now know his uh, an, uh, uh, overalls, you know, coveralls, mm-hmm. full body coveralls like the military wears. He's, he was a grave yeah. digger. And he told him, you shouldn't be out here this late, boy. Bad things happen when you're out here this late, especially as young as you are. He said, I just, wow. I just hauled and ran. Forgot the fight I had with my stepdad, just hauled and ran. He said, "I made I made that five mile journey in like twenty minutes." That's Just crazy. Poof, I was gone. He said, "I never been back. Don't ever want to go back. Never took my kids there as an adult. Nope, 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 nope." He said that a couple months later, he was talking to his his uh his stepdad, who's a native of the area, and he said, "Oh yeah, that's where all them uh, them kids got." got kidnapped and killed and diddled like nonchalant. Like it's just something everybody knew freaked him out, freaked him out. Yeah. That's that's a, that's a pretty crazy, that's a crazy story. Honestly, I could understand if I could understand if he has like some sort of PTSD from that. 
Oh, yeah. And honestly, if I did not know that man as well as I know him, and the fact that he's never, ever, ever lied to me, not a single time, may have forgotten about something he said he'd do, but he'd never lied to me directly, I I probably would have socked him in the jaw and told him he's lying to me. But (laughs) no, 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 no. I, I wholeheartedly believe him because that is cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs wild. And that that that'll freak anybody out at this point. Like if that happened to me, I mean, the first thing I'm going to do is and then I whipped out my gun, you know, I mean, you can't shoot right. ghost children, I don't think. But I mean, it's not the point. It I, would probably make Georgia me feel better. Is, I know Georgia is, but I'm not sure about I'm not sure about Alabama. Um. I'm not sure if they're open carry states. I, uh, I they're might actually even be getting the verbiage of that wrong, but yeah, uh, in Georgia you can open carry. Alabama is a constitutional carry state. I think Georgia is as well. Basically, that means okay. you can conceal or open carry, no permit needed. Okay, got it. Well, you know. So, do you got any honorary mention? Back- Honorary mentions for Alabama? Yeah, yeah, you got any honorary mentions or anything you want to bring up? You know what? Let me talk to my friend Kirsten. Um, yeah, she's a, she's a girl I work with. She's from Alabama, born and raised. I'm sure she's got some stories. Let me oh, ask her. Oh, I can her. imagine. Um, other, than, other than, you know, just living here, you know, for the past couple years, um. The only other experience I had in Alabama was when I was in a band and we were touring and we did a show. We did quite a few shows in Dothan, which oh, might yeah. as well be Doth- the Florida plant panhandle. It's like yeah, just above much. it. So yeah, yeah. But yeah, Dothan that was it. I, you know, other than uh, huh? Dothan is wild sometimes. Dothan's <laughs> Dothan's crazy, but um. Yeah, I told you I had a friend in uh, at Connecticut School of Broadcasting who was from Huntsville, and that's right. You that's know, right. I, you did tell me that. And I, I, I've talked to him about it. We, we were, we were trying to do like this funny little podcast about you know Florida man stories, and just something we were doing for school just to you know goof off. And I was, and I, I asked him. I said, because he's actually from Huntsville. Um, and I asked them, I said, Jackson, you're from Bama. I'm sure Alabama has crazier stories than Florida. Tell me a crazy Alabama story. And the only thing he could think of to tell me, though, was, you know, about when he was delivering pizzas and someone was rude to him. <laughs> you know, that's not yeah, quite what it, we're going for. Yeah, I mean, that's what I was trying to that's what I was trying to tell him. But. Yeah, I don't know. He's hey, he's. It's a pretty laid back guy though. Yeah, so. I mean a lot of people are. Yeah. Um, you want to talk about Florida Man Story of the Day? Um one actually <laughs> appeared on my uh on my Facebook that somebody sent me. Uh today, April twenty second, a Florida man in Volusa County, Florida age 69, was attacked for walking her friend to waking her friend up for breakfast. Claywater, 62, attacked his friend on Thursday who wanted to wake him up for breakfast, according to the sheriff's deputies. 
According wow. to the records, he returned <laughs> to his room after Walters attacked the, attacked his friend. Officials who arrived on the scene found bruises and cuts on the victim's body. He also saw two drops of blood on the kitchen floor. Walters was calm when the deputies arrived, expressing his regret for the fight. Walters did not accept that he attacked that he attacked someone. Walters stated that his friend dropped his hat. According to another information an, another information source in the report, the third person in the room heard the noises but did not physically see the fight. Walters was arrested for assaulting a person over the age of 65 with a deadly weapon. <laughs> Jesus. There's your Florida man story of the day, there's folks. Some- there's there's some good ones out there. My favorite is the guy in Cocoa Beach. Was it Cocoa Beach? It was Brevard County. I know that that uh, uh, he was. I think he had his power turned off or something. So he shows up at at City Hall threatening, threatening the city that he was going to take it over with an army of turtles. I so. saw that. Oh my god! <laughs> True story. Yeah, <laughs> my personal favorite yeah. one is. Uh... The the headline read something to the effect of um, Florida woman arrested in Dollar General for assault with a we- with a deadly weapon. As like okay, <laughs> I've so heard this, that one. <laughs> so this is kind of normal. So this lady apparently was in Dollar General, and this guy and she farted really really loudly next to this guy, and he like gave her some stank eye and said excuse you, and then complained that it stank. So she pulled a knife and stabbed him twenty two times. Good God. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. See, and, and that's what I, that's way, you know, at the beginning of this episode when I said I think Alabama gets a bad rap, I rest my case. You know, I look, <laughs> I'm a native Floridian. I love Florida as much as you do, right? Born in Miami, raised in Orlando, oh, yeah. grew up going to the beach, going surfing, going fishing, all that good stuff we do in Florida. So I can make fun of it. <laughs> oh, yeah, and, you know. You know. I, I don't know. I have yet. You asked me, tell me an Alabama story, and I'm like struggling trying to think of one. But I could tell you a bunch of Florida stories. Oh, yeah. The things <laughs> the things to do while you're vacationing in Florida, hunting, fishing, hiking, wildlife, uh, swamp seeing um, uh, a skunk ape swamp while seeing. you're there. No one's judging you. Yeah. Be kinky. Uh, stab someone 22 times because you farted and wouldn't say excuse you or at least fan it away. You know, just things you I've do. I've done a deep dive on. I've done a deep dive on hashtag Florida man stories. Uh, there was oh, one. Yeah. One of my favorites actually took place in your neck of the woods in Jacksonville. Um, oh God. Or St. John's County, I think it was. Which yeah, is that's Jacksonville. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, he was this. All right. This this guy was stopped right for speeding or something. Or no, it was a tail light. He had a tail light out. Cop pulls him over. And then all of a sudden he, you know, the cop gets out of the car. All of a sudden he takes off, does a donut around the cop. And then, you know, it turns into a big high speed pursuit. Well, apparently this guy was a really good driver. Apparently. You know, apparently. And next thing you know, he calls 911. The guy that's being chased by cops calls 911 oh to brag. <laughs> <laughs> he oh was like God. i think the dialogue i read what was the, what was said in uh let me see if i can remember it's been a couple years since i read it it's an old story it i think it yeah. happened in like 2012 or something but yeah oh he God. calls 911 and talks to the dispatcher and says 
Like, what are we paying you guys for? <laughs> you know, you guys can't even catch me. What the heck? You know, just kind of bragging. Yeah. So they ended up they ended up catching him, obviously. <laughs> obviously. I forget what exactly it was or what exactly happened to him, but yeah, it or, was reading that story was so hysterical. I mean, we had another one in St. John's County. It was actually not even St. John's County. It was Duval County, which is actual legit Jacksonville. Uh, it was actually right. in a small park called Orange Park. Dudes rolled up to a Wendy's and ordered a bunch of, he ordered like 40 count nuggets or whatever and told them, make sure you give me your bar, my, the barbecue saucer. I'm going to be upset. I'm like, okay, whatever. Dude speeds off. Never got his barbecue sauce. He comes back, waits through the line, orders again, and then gets to the counter. But instead of handing her the the lady his card, he reaches in the bed of his truck and throws a live alligator through the window. I think I read about that one. Yeah, that one's crazy, it, too. It, there's it a, was there's a, a bunch of crazy stuff that happens in Florida. I'm telling it you. It was a six-foot <laughs> alligator. Six-foot. Do you know how heavy that is? That's pretty damn. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, that's pretty heavy. And then there was another one. What was it? Uh, there was a guy who uh, uh, the article read, "Man enraged, Florida man enraged at cousin over blanket." I'm like, what is this crap? So I, I'm scrolling through the article, and I remember the shock factor on my face it scared my brother. That's how bad it was. So this article says. Homeboy walks in on his cousin and his girlfriend having sex on his Dragon Ball Z blanket. Doesn't get mad that him and his girl, his cousin and his girl are doing the deed. No, he's mad that it's on top of his Dragon Ball Z blanket. So he runs over there and bites his cousin's pecker off and runs away with it in his mouth. Runs away wow. with his with his cousin's pecker hanging out of his mouth after he just bit it off blanket wrapped around his neck like a, a soup like a superhero cape and running down the street leading the police on a chase <laughs> that's crazy like that is the most florida thing ever i don't care who you are that's as florida as it gets wow i mean i could hear the banjos just retelling that article <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, well, on that, let's note, get into my let's get into the honorary mention real quick, though, because I didn't do that one yet. All right, do the honorary mention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this one is actually an honorary mention for um, Alabama, because technically the phenomenon does happen in Alabama. Uh, very rarely, but it has happened. But it's actually more of a Louisiana story. Um, I'm not going to do the whole thing. I'm going to do an, an an Alabama encounter with this, and I'll get into it in my Louisiana thing in the next okay. episode. So, oh, excuse me. So this guy and like this kid and four of his friends are like 13, 14, 15 at this point. Um, they're walking through the swampland of Alabama, somewhere on the border there of Louisiana, that kind of thing. And... Um, they're walking through the bayous and the old switchbacks and stuff. And he said that he got to a point where he took a step and he couldn't hear anything anymore. Like nothing at all other than the sound of low raspy breathing. He's like, he turned around to his friend thinking, you know, somebody's in his ear messing with him or whatever. And he's like, guys, knock it off. 
he can't hear them talk. He can see them physically talking, but he can't hear them. So he's getting freaked out. So I was going to say creepy. <laughs> yeah, that's creepy. He's freaked out, but he hears the low raspy breathing and he just feels this urge of compulsion to follow it. So he starts walking down this old trail. You could tell somebody had been there earlier in the day or quite recently because there's footprints in the mud. Mm-hmm. So he's following these footprints as, as he's following them. The sound's getting louder of just raspy breathing. And uh, he said that he gets down in there and he about 100, 150, 250 yards away from his friends, mind you. They stop dead in their tracks. They're trying to figure out what's going on with this dude. And he mm-hmm. sees an old man sitting on a log just out in the middle of a dry spot in the bio, just sitting there. He's got a little campfire and he's got a cup of coffee in his hand. And he said that this low raspy breathing was emanating from this man. And he said he got a couple steps. He got maybe like 10, 15 feet, I think it was, from the guy. And the man turned around with the cup of coffee in his hand. He only turned his head slowly and his head was... He said it looked like a mummified corpse, but this man was moving and living. He could see his chest moving as he breathed and that low raspy. He said that he reached the cup of coffee out to hand it to him as if he's offering it to him. He said, I just out of instinct, I snapped, freaked out, slapped the cup of coffee away. As I turned around and started running away, I stopped when I realized about 150 yards from this this person, this man, this old man, I could hear everything mm-hmm. again. And his friends are like screaming and hollering for him. And he turns around and the old man is standing in front of the log, standing there, looking at him, pointing at him with a crooked, broken finger, just pointing at him. And he could hear that low, raspy breathing. He said, no, no, no. We, Me and my friends, I told them everything on the way as we were running 100 miles an hour home. He said that I got back to my my st- our street that we all lived on. And as I described it to the guys in detail, the, the other guys in detail again, he said one of the my friends, he's my best friend's little cousin or whatever, you know, tough, you know, close groups he looked and he said my you know my dad's a shaman come come see my dad he goes over there comes sees his dad his dad tells him oh no 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 that's that's bad mojo no 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 go talk to my dad so he's talking to this to you know his best friend's cousins whatever or it wasn't his best friend because it was a friend or whatever his friend's grandfather and he tells him ah you can sleep easy at night now. The bio man will never only tries to get you once. And if he can't get you, you're safe for the rest of your time. Like wow. how ominous and freaky is that? Uh, pretty damn. Uh, yeah. That That's, is crazy. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, I, I wholeheartedly agree that that is freaky. <laughs> I think that's an understatement. I really do. I think, I you know, we use terms like freaky and crazy and stuff like that, but I don't know. Do you ever think that, that sometimes those types of terms, like, loses its meaning with as much as we use it? 
Yeah, some of that's some of that's a little wild. Yeah, I. Well, that was a good honorable mention. I I I hope so. <laughs> I I hoped it was because that is like freaky. And the sad thing is. I can never find, I can't find a single article about it other than that one encounter. Really? Yeah, I thought that was kind of weird. Um, I'll have to reach out to a couple so friends. Do you think it was made up, know. or do you think? I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Interesting. Well, let me do some digging. Maybe I can. Uh, yeah, maybe you can maybe find I something. Can do some investigation. Figure it out. Yeah, I mean, I've I've tried to find a couple different things. I know I found a creepy pasta that was spurred by this. Mm-hmm. But it's like it it wasn't really a full creepy pasta. It was this guy's encounter that he posted to a creepy pasta forum. Because oh, everywhere you. else, everywhere else on Reddit, he was like getting blocked or banned or whatever. Huh. What was he getting blocked or banned for? Do you know, or does it just is it like a misinformation type thing? I I have no idea. I I can never find anything. Well, I have to uh, to get out of here so I can get to bed because uh, I got a dawn comes early. Indeed, in the workforce. Uh, <laughs> happens every morning just about sun up yeah <laughs> well it was a good podcast i had fun tonight i i hope so so next I week is louisiana we... next week i think is gonna be louisiana you think i thought we yeah. already decided uh, a little bit of both <laughs> <laughs> all right well, do you want me to sign us out, or would you like to do that? No, I think I'll do it. That 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 <laughs> intro was enough damage. <laughs> oh, it wasn't that bad. I, it I wasn't think, that bad. I think I only caught like the first half of the intro greeting, so it's like <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's just basically saying, you know, we're both high school graduates. We like talking about weird stuff, and you know. Oh, oh no! I know I caught that, but I I think I only <laughs> caught you when you say the burning veil. So it's oh. like. Maybe, maybe not. I, I I don't know. If not, it's whatever. Um, yeah, I can work on it. No yeah. Things. But this has been another episode of the Burning Mail Podcast. I'm your host, Gideon. And, and I'm Chris. Is, yeah, this is my co-host, Chris. So. <laughs> thank you for Arriba listening. Dici. Arrivederci. Thank you for listening. <laughs>